So it's the 28th of July, 2022. And this time now is the time for us to train our mind so that they gain the peace of samadhi. They have this firmness, well-grounded. So in training samadhi, developing this so that it is firm, we bring the mind to have one object and to have mindfulness over that, to focus on that. We use anapanasati, this mindfulness of the breath, as our main meditation object in our training. Knowing the in-breath, knowing the out-breath, having mindfulness over that. And we should be confident that this method, having mindfulness, developing mindfulness in this way, this is the path that will take us to freedom from suffering. Because we know already that a mind which is lacking peace will proliferate following the sensory experiences that it comes to know. If that's a good experience, then the mind will be good. If it's a bad experience, then the mind will be bad, following those sense impressions. And it's constantly like this. So if we don't train our minds, then they won't be intelligent, they won't have wisdom. So we need to train them. You come to observe the breath, with the in-breath we recite bud, with the out-breath do. But there's no need to force the breath, to control it, we just allow it to be at ease. All things to do with the past and the future, we put them down first. Everything to do with the world, with the state of the economy, with our business affairs, we put all of that aside and bring our mindfulness to this present moment. And when our minds are at peace already, then this word Buddha will just go without our intending for that to happen. Both the body and the mind become light, the breath becomes more and more refined, until we feel as though there isn't any breath there at all. And at that point, we just have mindfulness over the mind itself. There's joy which is feeding, nourishing the heart. This is the point of uh, the bojanga, the factor for awakening of piti, of joy. When our samadhi is firmly established, then this is the samadhi bojanga factor. When we have this effort, then that's virya bojanga. And all of these seven factors for awakening, they gather together at this point. But in the practicing tradition, however, we don't talk about the theory so much. Uh, because if we know a lot of the scriptures, of the theory, that can become an abstraction if we don't let that go. When samadhi arises, joy comes up, we can say, or we can wonder, well, is this actually joy? What type of joy is this? And then the mind just becomes scattered, 
and our samadhi gets less and less until we just lose all of it. We know that uh, vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha, ekakata, this initial and sustained application of the mind, rapture, happiness, one-pointedness, these are the jhana factors. But some people wonder whether jhana is necessary for freedom from suffering. And if we get jhana to the first level, then that's good. Our contemplation will bring about clarity. But if we can't reach that point, we shouldn't become discouraged. We just use our wisdom that we have to cultivate samadhi and do this without stopping. And then we will gain knowledge and we will see. So we should be, we should um, be firm in our practice first. Using this uh, breath, the mindfulness over the breath. For people who habitually control their breath, they can try counting uh, to counteract that. So on the in-breath, can count one. On the out-breath, one. And then two, two, three, three, four, four, until we get to the fifth. On the in-breath, five. The out-breath, five. And when we've got that down, then we can come back and start anew at one. On the in-breath, one. The out-breath, one until we get to five, and then we increase one more pair until six. And then we come back and start over again at one, then count until six, and then increase by one to seven. Then come back and do that again and keep going until we reach the tenth pair. So perhaps when we do that, and we count with the breath, then we feel at ease and calm. And it may make our observation of the breath, the in-breath and the out-breath, clearer. And so we don't have to count anymore. The mind is at peace. So practicing in this way is another method that practitioners can use. When we have confidence in what we're doing, then that makes it easier. Because it reduces the doubts that we have. And if we want to get results very quickly, then this brings up doubts, and this is a problem that all practitioners have. We want to get there fast, and this can bring trouble. It can make our minds tumultuous, bring up many doubts, and just go back and forth and become confused. And we try and find the path, but we don't meet up with it. There's just this inner chaos. The mind never gets relieved from its doubting, from its uncertainty. It's not at peace. So these doubts, they just slow down our practice. We want to get things fast, but it just makes it slower. So whatever method we use that bring our minds to peace, then that's right, and we should use that. Some people like to contemplate, And they feel that if the mind's just still, then they won't have any wisdom. We need to look at our character traits and what's suitable for us. So perhaps it's appropriate for us to use contemplation as our main method. Contemplating this body as anicca, dukkha, anatta, as changing and suffering and not self. 
and we walk this way of wisdom first, contemplating so that our minds feel at ease because they have wisdom. And this is the way of using our wisdom to develop the mind so that it gains samadhi. Because this samadhi is something that is also necessary. If we have samadhi, then we can gain a higher level of wisdom. Perhaps we contemplate death, and we feel like that's really close to sanya, to bringing up this perception of inconstancy or change of stress and of not-self. This uh, anicca, sanya, dukkha, sanya, anatta, sanya, these perceptions of inconstancy and stress and not-self. And this is one of the benefits of developing mindfulness of death. So we can use contemplation as our mainstay, contemplating like this until the mind becomes still. Both the body and the mind feel very light. And this can allow us to reach upajara samadhi, this neighborhood samadhi as well. So we just carry on doing it until we're skilled at it, develop this a lot, do this a lot. Sometimes people can develop doubts about this, however. You can read the texts and find in there that if we're going to see the Dhamma, what we need is apana samadhi, this access samadhi. And they also read that developing uh, the recollection of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, that all we're able to get through that is upajara, samadhi. And so they wonder then, well, how through those methods can we possibly see the Dhamma? These doubts come up. But just practice first, and just do it until you're skilled at it, until your mind comes to peace. Train so that the mind gets this peace, whether standing, walking, sitting, lying down, have mindfulness there. Bring up your meditation words as well. And train so that the mind calms down, so that it becomes settled. And when it reaches a settled state, then we'll gain an understanding. We won't have any doubts. And the foundation of the mind becomes well established. We gain energy. And there's joy, which is nourishing the heart. And then next, as we carry on being mindful over the breath, then these factors of vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha, ekakada can come up. The mind can gather into peace through watching the in-breath and the out-breath. It becomes still, becomes one-pointed, and gains a lot of power here. If our minds are peaceful to the level of kanaka samadhi, this minor form of samadhi, then we'll have a minor form of wisdom. If we have upajara samadhi, this neighborhood samadhi, then our wisdom grows further. We can see more clearly into anicca, dukkha, anatta. We can put more things down. And if the mind gathers together into ekakata, into one point, an apana samadhi, then when we come out of that state and contemplate, you can see even more clearly still. So for those people who see the Dhamma, that arises from these states of samadhi. And normally we can gain samadhi to one level. 
But that depends upon the barami that we have and what we've able what we've accumulated previously. But if we gain a state of samadhi, then the body and mind become light. They're hindrances, they don't overpower our minds. But we still are able to be cognizant of external things. We can still listen to the Dhamma, contemplate that Dhamma that we've heard. Our minds can gather together and then we see the Dhamma. And this depends upon what we've accumulated in the past, Nabarami as well. But whatever the case, may you really train in this, may you do this a lot. It's like people who are rice farmers, then they farm rice. Those who grow fruit orchards, well, they uh, tend to their orchards. And so the people who are skilled at growing fruit, if they try to farm rice, then that just won't work. And the people who are proficient at farming rice, if they try to grow fruit trees, then that won't work. So whatever it is that people are skilled at, they should do that. If we like to contemplate, then contemplate so that the mind comes to peace. For some people, when they chant uh, the verses of recollecting the Buddha, then their minds may just be scattered. But when they're by themselves and able to recollect on their own, they bring up um, the good qualities of the Buddha, his great compassion, for example, how it was boundless, it just goes on without any end. And then joy arises in their hearts. They feel this contentment. The mind comes together into samadhi. So may we all train and practice together. Today is one pra, the Lunar Observance Day. We're 15 days into the rains retreat. So may all of you really train. May you set your hearts on this, bring up effort before this conditioned body breaks apart. Before that happens, you need to bring the mind to peace, you need to be able to do that. And when the mind can reach a state of stillness and peace, um, when we can reach that state um, while we're sitting, then as we practice more and more, and we become more and more skilled in samadhi, then that uh, state that we can gain normally just while sitting, we'll be able to have that constantly. The mind will always be in some level of peace. And it's really amazing. And perhaps before we thought that this was impossible to achieve. But this is what happens when our samadhi really um, gets going. Even though it's difficult to do, even though it's suffering, the result of it is happiness. So may you be firm in your efforts. May you really try to do this. May you set your hearts on this and not retreat. And then you'll gain an understanding of the Dhamma in stages. You may wonder what it's like for the mind not to be involved in liking or disliking. But when samadhi becomes constant, then that's what the mind is like. It doesn't get involved in this liking or disliking. 
And we know that this is the path to seeing the Dhamma. And sila, samadhi, panya, this virtue, collectedness, and wisdom, they gather together. And at this point, we immediately know the Dhamma, see the Dhamma. So may all of you set your hearts on this. <laughs>